name's AJ. And my name is Bill. And welcome to AMB Sports Media, the podcast. Episode two. Oh my god, we made it this far. <laughs> we somehow figured out to make a second episode. God help us. All right, we're going to do some recap from last, or well, this weekend, the previous weekend, when we had some football going on. We talked about UFC last week, UFC 283. We're going to focus on uh, football first. Because UFC is going to be pretty quick. Um, I'm just going to talk about some highlights that happened and all of my bets that I lost. Every single one. <laughs> yeah, it was, a, it was a rough one this weekend. And to be honest, same with me. I normally do some touchdown prop bets. Uh, um, yeah. And it, 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 it kind of goes game by game. And I really expected the Bills to do anything. Like anything. Yeah. I had I had a... Josh Allen digs parlay, and it was looking good. Did look good. Allen had a nice little rushing touchdown, and then he overthrew digs. He missed digs, left, right, up, down, center digs. Um, wasn't a good game for the Bills. No, no, it was not. I was kind of shocked. I thought they would do so much better, and like the Bills mafia, how it would go with the regular mafia, you just get shot at the end of the street. All right. Anyway. Nice. Um, but we'll, 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 we'll kind of get more in depth with that, but Bill, if you want to kind of talk about a little bit of your bets that happened. (laughs) No. Okay. So I only had a few. Um, I think I mentioned more that I would have recommended, but I didn't actually take first and foremost. I do want to make this one bet out of the way. I did actually put $10 on something because I put $10 on the Jacksonville Jaguars money line. That was right after Mahomes got hurt. I thought that was going to be the most quick flip of money because I was like, Mahomes is hurt. He may be out. That is going to be huge. And then, you know, this turned out to be a high ankle sprain. And he said, hold my beer. I'm going to just come back and just win the game. So that was $10 out out the window. Um, But regarding the actual, I had a a four-pick parlay for touchdowns, as you remember. Jalen Hurts, Miles Sanders, Saquon Barkley, and Boston Scott. Jalen Hurts did score. I was hype about that. Miles Sanders and Saquon Barkley did not score, and Boston Scott did score, but he was not the last touchdown. So no, that grand, gone. <laughs> um, lastly, I had an MMA one, um, and that was a five-pick parlay. And actually, I was wrong. I said to uh, one of my friends, I was two out of five correct. I was only one out of five correct. Shoot. Um, yeah, the first fight. One, the guy that I was really banking on, you know, hyping him up, RoboCop, the guy found an EMP and just dropped him. I'm going to send, show you a video in a little bit about it, too. Yeah. Because some of the fights at UFC 283 were spectacular. A lot of people on the rise um, really showed up in Brazil and just went crazy. Some people that I expected to win clearly did not have it in them. And, yeah, we got a new light heavyweight champion. We got a returning flyweight champion after four fights. So, yeah, we'll talk about it in a little bit. But first, let's get on to football. Yeah, let's get on to football. Um, so, recap of the divisional round. Um, as we, got, we, we, we allude to a few games, let, we'll go down the list. So, yes. let's first start off with Jacksonville, Kansas City. Um, I believe this kind of went as well as we thought it was going to go. Yeah. Even, yep. even with... Mahomes getting hurt, I uh, think that... Oh, I jumped on the hype train for Jacksonville right there. I was like, this is the chance. Yeah. Jacksonville. But they didn't... When he got hurt, 
they did not send the house like I expected them to. No. Which I think, I hate to say this, and I don't, I'm not trying to be rude to Patrick and Mahomes whatsoever, but if you know the quarterback is hurt, try to, you know, to get that defense in there a little bit more. I'm not saying break his leg. I don't want that. Yeah, but, but you're trying to you're trying to expose a, a flaw. Exactly. A expose the flaw, take him out, then you have the backup come in who may not be as ready. But as we found out, the backup did play a little bit too. He didn't do bad. Yeah. If Chad Henney actually yeah. played really well. Yeah, no complaints he, to Henney. I, I I believe he had a touchdown, but I think so. But regardless, yeah, that's where I was a little concerned with uh the Jags a little bit. Um yeah, you, you kind of know, like, someone's out. Patrick Mahomes, who's a brand-new player, who's – fun fact, he was the oldest QB in the AFC at one point uh, for the playoffs. we're still older than him. I'm his age. All right, rub it in. <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, Chad Henney came in. He went five for seven with a with a touchdown yeah, and, and no. kind of showed him that, like, hey, like, this whole team's – here to play. Yeah, no. And for them. Trevor Lawrence didn't necessarily play too well. Entian, um playing massively well. He's he's a stud running back. And talking about stud running backs, Isaiah Pacheco mm-hmm. runs like a freight train. There was yeah. one. There was one where he he broke through the hole and just put his head down. And he's a violent runner, so like you can see it. But like when he was running, I was like, holy crap! Like that, that is scary. That is that is they found someone to hit. Um. So that that's kind of what happened. It, we kind of knew the Chiefs were going to win. Yeah, um, that was my safety bet. The line was minus nine and a half, and they didn't hit that. But yeah, I, I was that. Yeah, that 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 game was was it kind of went exactly how it was. The, the yeah. Jags kept it a little bit close. They did. Yeah, I mean, um, only down by a touchdown is not bad. Yeah, so that that ain't bad. But and, and you know what? Respect to Dougie P. He got at least up to the divisional round. Yeah, I mean, he he turned that that team. Yeah, because Urban Meyer was it, terrible. Yeah, I was gonna say they they had two years straight. They of looked first rough. Picks, so yeah, they looked rough for a while. Dougie P comes in and fixes it. Like for a little bit, it didn't look hot, but then a late uh, season push towards the end, especially against Dallas, yeah. um, that I think that really helped them get the motivation to keep playing through to the playoffs. And again, respect to them for even getting this far. Yeah. Hundred um, percent. So now we'll move on to our favorite game of the week. Oh yeah, absolutely. Our absolute favorite game. I'm not even gonna try and be unbiased here. No. The Eagles absolutely demolishing the Giants, thirty-eight to seven, on the five-year anniversary. They did the exact same thing to the Vikings. That when I found that out was amazing to me. I loved it. I loved every second of it. And Kenny Gainwell popped off. Yeah, yeah, he did. He is. I saw someone say this. Um, he is the Corey Clement of our of 2022. Oh, okay. So Corey Clement 2017. He's the Corey Clement of 2022. I got you. Okay, that makes sense. Boston Scott did well. Yes, he, he did. always plays well against the Giants, it, as you said it, before. I know for a fact that just just a few years of Sirianni being here, I know yeah. for a fact he does that on purpose. Yes. I mean, even if it's not a scheme, if I was. <laughs> I would genuinely, knowing it's a it's a the giant killer and he mm-hmm. always plays well, just putting him in for like a few drives and mm-hmm. just being like, "We're gonna run it at you yeah. and have fun stopping it." And they never can. Nope, never could. Uh, Goddard got a touchdown too. Very happy to see that. Yes, he did. That was a, a, a yeah, really good touchdown. That was actually. a good touchdown. That set the tone too. Yes, it did. 
Um, but yeah, Giants just could not pick it up whatsoever. Could get any momentum. We just kept shoving a cheesesteak down her throat, basically. It yeah. was great. And I was worried. I was genuinely worried. Like, I, I there, there's something in Eagles culture um, where when something's too good to be true, yeah. it normally is. And especially when, with everything going on, with us kind of being number one in the whole league. Yeah, that part throws me off kind all the of, time. Kind of being, I, know, I don't want to say rusty, but, like, just, like, the, the past few games weren't mm-hmm. necessarily too great. No. Thankfully, we had a week off where everyone could get healthy. Yeah. But even then, I was like, Giants coming up. I know the Vikings are the Vikings. Like, yeah. They were frauds to begin with, but I was still worried. Cause it's no, a, it's an Giants battle. aren't a bad team, but when it's a rival game like that, you know there's more on the line. It's always Now, close. we know when it comes to the Giants, they haven't beat us in a while either, at least at home. Nope. But, um... We, at the same time, those rival games always pick up a little more energy than normal games. Yes, so, that's why even I said, and I was wrong, and I admit that completely, too. I said, what, plus three and a half, plus three or whatever yeah. for the spread? I was completely wrong, and I admit that. Um, yeah, I, I was saying take the Giants plus two, uh, plus two and a half, and <laughs> nope. that clearly did not hit. Yeah, no, honest to God, we should have uh, made the spread even bigger, but it is what it is. Yep. Um, and I mean, yeah, it was a win-win because I yeah. mean, the, the Giants got absolutely smacked. They got absolutely smacked did hit, for three and... times in a row. If you look back at all three scores against the Giants, beat, we beat the crap out of them each time. Yeah, I mean, the the game before this, we had the, the third string back up. Yeah, it was, like, it was yeah. weird. It, it was, was a lot of kicking, game. though. It was a lot of yeah, kicking. Ironically, was... Boston Scott got a touchdown, the one touchdown on our side for that Yeah, one. yeah, he did. Um, um the, the over-under of this game was 47 and a half. It still didn't even hit the the over. Oh, it's, yeah. It's kind of funny, but... I forgot uh, about the over-under for this one. Yeah, same. I did, too. Um, so that's how that went, and I was extremely happy with that. Um, now moving on to a game that genuinely surprised me. Yeah, um, me too. Cincinnati and Buffalo. Yeah. Buffalo did not come to play. I don't know. They were They had home field advantage. They had the snow. Yeah. They had everything that would make a Buffalo win magical and it just dissipated. Yeah, it yeah, there was nothing as soon as the Bengals went up 14-0 in the first, yeah. I immediately knew it was over. Like that's it. But barring a major collapse, which the Bengals thinking back on it in Joe Burrow's tenure do not have major collapses. No, no, they don't. Um they yeah, they the, the Bengals were there. Like, yeah. And I, I knew I, I, I knew um once I saw the, uh, I don't know if you saw it on TikTok or Twitter, but mm. Joe Burr, good old Joe Burr was doing warm-ups, and it was a low-angle shot. It was a video. Yeah. Kind of backs up doing a warm-up, and he throws, but he does this saucy spin to it. Yeah. And doesn't even look, and it's just a dime right on it. And I saw that, and I was like, oh, no. He's here to play. Oh, no, no, no. Bengals. <laughs> Bengals are coming. He came to, to play. To, to, to... And... I think the Bengals are definitely have a different type of motivation too, especially after how their season kind of ended with, you know, the whole ha- um, Hamlin incident, that game didn't get counted. They lost, you know, home field advantage because of it. Not, not, we don't know if they could have or couldn't, but still, yeah, they had to come out and go, basically, we don't get home field advantage. We're going to make this our home. Exactly. And <laughs> Better get your refunds. It's such a that was hysterical. That, it's such a great line. Um, something I I 
it became more social media um, relevant, but Diggs was furious with He wanted to walk out. I think he did walk out. Uh, yeah, after the game, he uh, he got dressed and just walked out without yep. addressing the media. There were still coaches that were on the field. Yeah. They didn't even get back to the locker room. And I think it was uh, Duke Johnson, the running back, actually. Yeah, he had to pull him back, back in, in, yeah. But, yeah, I mean, to be fair, they've, they've been here multiple times. Mm-hmm. Like, they, they, they've been where they've been the best team, or one of the at least top two in the AFC, and just kind of slowly becoming the Cowboys a little bit. Ooh, that's a horrible saying. I'm sorry, Bills Mafia. That's a terrible thing. Don't come after us for that. One. <laughs> but I mean, uh, to be to be completely honest, I I root for the if anyone on the AFC, I root for the Bills. I, there's just this weird like respect yeah. dichotomy between. Yeah, I Bills respect and the Bills a lot. Too. Bills and Eagles. Like if, if the Eagles aren't in playoffs, like all Eagles fandom is rooting. For we the just Bills. go for the Bills it, because it it, it it's just some it, it it's it's a nice synergy between the two I agree, fan yeah. bases, and I think that. If there was ever a Bills Eagles Super Bowl, oh, it'd be lit. The world wouldn't recover. No, there would be tables broken. There would oh. be. No, we'll just. I've heard. I've been wanting to make it as a goal because I've loved going to sports games and everything like that. Obviously, I love going to Eagles games, tailgating, the camaraderie. Obviously, us screaming "Go Birds!" over and over again. Yep. Huge. But I always wanted to go tailgate in a away game. But the one I wanted to go to is the Bills. Yeah. Because apparently they're also very warming and welcome to you. Oh, yeah. But they match your energy and will have a blast and have a great time. I'm all about that. So I respect the Bills for that alone. And they're always my other team. Like you said, if the Eagles lose, I want the Bills to win. 100%. Um, And, you know, and the Dolphins, too. Dolphins are our close second. Shout out to Austin, our renowned Dolphins fan. Our one and only. Our one and only. But... Um, the, and it was, it was, uh, it was interesting kind of see this, this, this fall apart and yeah. obviously Diggs is a diva. We all yeah. knew this, but it, it's, it's a scary thing when the divas in the right, mm-hmm. cause then they will, they won't stop. Yeah. No, that's true. Um, the, the over here was 48 and a half. I honestly thought it was going to hit the over. But... Well, yeah, we expected more of a high shooting game, but. Bills really couldn't pick up much. They, again, only a touchdown and a field goal. Yeah, Josh it. Allen. I think this is it broke his uh, nine-game streak of always having a touchdown in the game. Oh ah, um, yeah. So this is his first game in a while where he didn't have a passing mm. touchdown. Yeah. Um, so that happened, and the Bengals ended up moving forward, and that's <laughs> going to be a clash with Kansas City. <laughs> and uh, I would have to say this this game honestly kind of bored me a little bit. Yeah. I was shocked by this. I expected so much more. I expected a game where Purdy, well, I mean, even with Purdy having a lot more pressure, and I expected Dak, well, I didn't expect this. I said this in the beginning of the, our thing when it came to Dallas and the 49ers. Dak has to play at his best. Yeah. I agree that was you. not it, though. It wasn't. It was It was pretty much on par with the whole season. Yeah. How uh, many interceptions did he throw? Two or three? Dak had two interceptions. Yep. He threw for 206 yards and a touchdown. Uh, his QBR was Ooh. 51. Um, but then we look at Purdy, whose QBR was uh, 43. So. Yeah. But even even Purdy wasn't even looking like Purdy a little bit. Nah, like he, was, nah. he was doing a very good job of, of uh, protecting the ball, kind of managing it was the a, game a little bit. It was more of a defensive game than we expected. It was. I mean, when Elijah Mitchell and McCaffrey um, both are only averaging three and a half yards, and then he, Elliot 
has found this weird niche of just being the power guy. Yeah. But even then, like he was tr- he was trying to turn out yards and just couldn't. Just, yeah. And, and that's basically their downfall too, because I was worried about Elliott for 49ers if he can power through them. They couldn't. Yeah. Or he couldn't. Sorry. Well, even Pollard, which yeah. unfortunately he got hurt, but yeah. And 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 we actually found out uh, today, I believe, that it says um, he should be good for training camp. So all you fancy um, dynasty people out there, or mm. even just Cowboys fans, um, you should be Tony Pollard should be good for for training camp, and and honestly, he probably should be the guy moving forward. Yeah, right. um, but he got hurt, and even he was only doing uh, 3.7 yards per carry. Um, and I'm a, I'm a definitely rub some salt on the wound. Um, Dallas Cowboys have not returned to a championship game. I think yep. I believe since 19, they haven't, uh, yeah. since 1990s. And, and the Eagles are the most winning NFC East. Um, I think it's NFC East in, 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 in the 2000s. NF, in the NFC. The Eagles have the most appearances. Yes, you're right. I'm sorry. In the NFC uh, championship game, but Hertz was not alive the last time the Cowboys got into the NFC championship game. So that means that he was born. He went through adolescence. Yep. Took his first came, steps. Took first steps. First learned, words were "Go Birds." <laughs> probably not. We're gonna go with he, it. He, he was he was from Texas. All right, uh, it was yeehaw. But he he went went to high school. Became football stud was was doubted. Went to Alabama. Mm-hmm. Kicked out of Alabama for Tua. Went to Oklahoma. Balled out, and we'll actually get to that in a second. Yes, we will. Um, got drafted second round. Took over from Carson Wentz. And after all that, still made it to the NFC Championship before the Cowboys can make it back in this in this in the 2000s. Cowboys, which... what are you doing? And that that. That that's kind of that's kind of crazy too, because mm-hmm. CD Lamb is an absolute stud. Him, and, honestly, anytime we play the Cowboys, I am concerned for CD Lamb and Ezekiel Elliott. They're, yeah. they're two, those two alone scare me. Dak, no. Elliot, Everyone else, Elliot yes. Just, I, even I'll I'll give credit to Dak. Even Dak, even with this season, still kind of like maybe like he he's been there. He's he's always put up a fight against the Eagles. Same with Elliott. Yeah, like they both always. just have this thing where they, they face the Eagles. They're, they're putting up their best. Well, effort. yeah, it's the big, it's one of, I probably to me, the biggest rival rivalry in football, yeah. the Eagles versus the Cowboys. Yeah. So that's why I'm sorry. I didn't mean to cut you off. If they did win, which a lot of us were actually hoping for in the sense of not even for the game, but for the tailgate. Oh Yeah. That's a good point. Always. An Eagles-Dallas tailgate, especially for the NFC Championship, is sometimes bigger than the Super Bowl. Yeah, I would, I would, I would say that. Um, I I definitely did go back and forth, but ultimately I always wanted Dallas to lose. Oh, yeah, um, so do I. <laughs> but, yeah, so this, this was a game that definitely let me down a bit. I had um, – I was upset. I I had a, a, a Christian McCaffrey uh, parlay touchdown. I had with Dalton Schultz, and I just needed Devo Samuel. Yeah, I just needed him, who has been popping off to get one touchdown. Mm-hmm. And a ten dollar bet would have won one hundred ten bucks. Okay, would have been nice. Yeah, but nope. It was a defensive game through and through, um, and that's how that went. But now, with all that being said, and and all the divisional round being determined who's moving to the conference championships. Yes. This is where it is 
scary as an Eagles fan, oh, but my so God, exciting yes. as a football fan. So we'll, we'll start with the Eagles-San Francisco, because that game is going to be nuts. Yeah, I am... I am very excited for this game. I am very nervous. I'm seeing on ESPN that they have the matchup predictor with the Eagles with a 65% chance of winning. I dig it. The Eagles actually opened up as, I think it was one and a half favorites on the spread. Yeah, the spreads were very small. But within within like 30 minutes to an hour, the spread went from one and a half to two to mm-hmm. two and a half. So right now it's sitting at two and a half. Yeah. And hang on, I'm actually pulling it up on DraftKings as well to have that lineup right because I may make some Bills bad bets. But what I wanted to get into for this game, for the 49ers versus the Eagles game, yes, was that this is not the first time Brock Purdy and Jalen right. Hurts have faced each other. They faced each other a few years ago when Jalen Hurts was with Oklahoma mm-hmm. and good old Brock Purdy was with Iowa State. And that game Eagle. was nuts. That game was nuts so it ended up coming down to the wire um the it, it kind of oklahoma was ahead a little bit um they were kind of like they got pretty much a, a decent amount of lead and then of course like most people do let off the gas and try to manage iowa state did not want that to happen yeah. they came back like a hellstorm. they actually made this a game um the end result was 42 41 Iowa was scored to make it 41, and instead of going for the extra point, they went for two points and ended up not getting it. Iowa won. They survived the, uh, they survived the comeback, but Jalen Hurts in this game went uh, 200, uh, 273 yards with three touchdowns and an interception, and Brock Purdy went 282 yards with five touchdowns. Now, that was that's a crazy game, and, and another person I wanted to bring up was that Jalen Hurts had C.D. Lamb. And C.D. Right. Lamb popped off in that game. He went 167 yards and two touchdowns on eight receptions. So, looking back at it, obviously, two completely different defenses, um, two completely different offenses as well. But if it's anything like this game, it'll be an absolute best of the season. And I'm really excited and, as an Eagles fan, really scared. Sorry, I was looking at a parlay idea that I had as a terrible one, but I like it. I got to look if I hit the wrong one. Well, while you're looking, I'll kind of go over the, the, the little thing. So the Absolutely, Eagles yeah. are obviously favored, uh, minus two and a half. Uh, the over-under is 46. I kind of – this is this is a kind of even over-under, and it, it annoys me because I want this to be an offensive-minded game. I really do. I think that both offenses uh, – um, both, both offenses have really good offensive weapons. San Francisco has Ayuk, Samuel, Kelsey, uh, McCaffrey, Elijah Mitchell. Like, they can hit you from everywhere. But same with the Eagles. They have A.J. Brown, Devontae Smith, Miles Sanders, Dallas Goddard. Like, no matter which way you look, this team has weapons. Well, both teams have weapons. And, but at the same time, they also have weapons on defense. And it really, I believe this game comes down to one specific thing, and... It's kind of how Eagles win most of their games. Who wins in the trenches? Um, which O-line can hold up? Which D-line can get pressure? Um, who can make mistakes? Um, and I think that ultimately I kind of like Eagles O-line a little bit better than the rest because I think 
I think it's it's a solid matchup for both. both I agree. Both trenches. Um, but I think the O line is just that much better to hold up. Um, and I hope that our defense can get a little pressure on Brock Purdy and make him do some rookie mistakes because he's a rookie. He is. He was last pick in the seventh round of the whole entire draft. So this will be a fun one. I I'm gonna have to go with the under. I think that the under is is the move for this game. Um, I'm just going back to let you know what we have on DraftKings regarding that as well. Sorry, I was making a Bills bad bet that may have a three grand payout. Oh my! Um, it is dumb, especially with one big hitch too. But I'll get back to that. Okay. Um, going to the the specifically to the Eagles 49ers line. Um, you st- it's still plus two and a half, minus two and a half. For the 49ers, it's the plus. So minus 105 for plus two and a half. Eagles is minus 115 for minus two and a half. The money line plus one. 125 for the 49ers, minus 145 for the Eagles. Over, under, uh, over, under, both minus 110. And also, we got our touchdown props as well, which I'm going to get back to in a second. Uh, Jay- I, I have some I have some picks. For oh, I have a fun one already. You want to hear it? This is the first Bill's bad bet of the day, and it came to my head because it is dumb. So it's actually two different bets because the way DraftKings works is you can't parlay multiple touchdown scores at once you have to do same game parlays for each touch um for each team i tried it didn't work i don't know why yeah so i have one i have a four-leg parlay um which you can actually split up into two different parlays the first one is for the eagles and the 49ers jalen hurts and brock purdy to score that's plus 1500 not bad you i also then said screw it let's see what happens here Bengals and chiefs patrick mahomes the score which I know he has a high ankle sprain, so that's going to be a really risky belief. And then I said Joe Burrow to score. That's plus 4,500. However, if you combine the two together, the odd is, odds are plus 73,500. So if you put $5 on this bet, your payout is $3,680. For all four QBs. All four QBs have to score. Wow. I'm going with it. I, I actually really like that. I think it is dumb, but if it happens, oh my god! I think your biggest miss it's is Mahomes. Be, no, I'd say Brock Purdy. Purdy, really? I'd say Purdy. I think that, I've seen him score, so that's why I'm believing in it. Yeah, but out out of all four of them, I would believe he would be the the, the least likely to score a touchdown. Mahomes actually has the highest odds of plus eight hundred. I think Purdy was like seven hundred. Does he? Does he really? And I think that's because he's I, yeah, injured. I guess it is because of the high ankle sprain. I, I, it. It's for Mahomes specifically. It's gonna have to be a QB dive. I think. Uh I don't. He's he's a warrior. He, I know he is, but I don't know if they're gonna push. risk him. That's what I'm saying. See, I I would agree with you, but it's playoffs, and Mahomes is a go all out type of athlete. I'm making this bet right now. <laughs> and uh, I think that he, in the midst of things, will try to get that extra yard, Fair even, enough. even with a high ankle sprain. And that's that's just who he is as an athlete. But when I'm looking at some Eagles versus 49ers touchdown bets because those are my bread and butter those are those are my favorite things to do um i i kind of like Jalen Hurts at plus 110 it is a good bet i take that like it you're not getting much there but it it he's he scored a touchdown last week too oh yeah that's what i believe Jalen Hurts would score anyway um i am just just i i'm i'm definitely going to do your bet i think i'm going to put $5 into as you the, should the that's the maximum that we bet Five dollars. Um, what I, what I would say, 
is that a sneaky one again this 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 week. Um, they might use Miles Sanders more in in this bout. Just because I think so. Last week they uh, they didn't really. Well, last week because they were up. Yeah, yeah. And pretty much the last few drives where Kenny Gamewell popped off was like they were already they they were winning. They even put Garner Minshew in at one point in a playoff game. <laughs> they could, yeah. So, but I think a sneaky one, and and leave this to you because. I'll probably go with Kenny Gainwell, anytime oh, scorer. That's a good one. Or Elijah Mitchell. I keep teeter-tottering on them. Elijah gets more, definitely more play time than uh, Kenny Gainwell, but they're they're relatively the same. Um, Elijah Mitchell is plus 290. Okay. And Kenny Gainwell is plus 400. Um, but I would definitely say a solid Jalen Hurts, Kenny Gainwell, and then Christian McCaffrey. Um, those those would be my three touchdown scores for this game. Um, McCaffrey just their their run game or pass game, yeah, or receiving game goes through McCaffrey, um, and he'll get a touchdown either way. Um, you know what? I might do some defensive props too. We'll say. All right. Well, while Bill's getting really into it, that that's I I I kind of give it to the Eagles this round. It's gonna be it it's gonna be a close bet, but the way I see it is Eagles have home field advantage. Coming off an absolute diabolical win, and honestly, I think Eagles Stadium too is probably one of one of the harder stadiums to play in. 100%. Not even because it's loud, and it is loud when you're there. It's the fans. It's awesome. Um, when we I got to go to two games this year. I'm very blessed to say that as well. I got to go during the uh, early season with, against the Vikings, and they had an absolute blowout. But hearing the fans. Every single third and whatever, every single fourth down play, Sirianni wanted to go for it. Anytime they were on third and down, every fan is losing their mind, mm-hmm. making sure they can, their team, the our team knows what's going on, but their team can't hear crap. Yeah. And, and we're... also, we're a little bit more vulgar, which, and a little more handsy hand gestures, a lot of hand gestures. And I am one of those two. I mean, Eli even said that yeah. his first time playing the the birds, he had a five year old flipping in the bird. <laughs> it's very accurate. Um, and it's 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 such a different atmosphere too because, like Bill was alluding to, it is hostile. Like the Seahawks, their whole stadium is built so it's loud, like it so that the whole it's it's called the twelfth member, and it's. It's so loud there that it's it's hard, especially as an offense, to kind of maneuver, call audibles and stuff like that. But this is a different type of loud where, like, you hear it and you might get attacked. <laughs> but it it's just one of those games where I think Brock Purdy's been playing amazing. Last week definitely kind of made me a little bit less uneasy, um, just the way that both the 49ers and the Cowboys played. Um, and I think that rookies – tend to regress to the mean. Honestly, I kind of want to – I really want a good game. We'll see what happens, but I think the Eagles pull it out. And I think it's going to be a fun game no matter what happens. I would absolutely love – actually, I'll, 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 hold, I'll, hold, I'll hold that for you. Hold the prediction? The, yeah, I'll hold, I'll hold it for the next game. But Fair enough. Um, I think yeah, I know I, you were going with this. I, yeah, I, I think you too. I think Eagles pull it out, and mm-hmm. I think it'll be a, a really fun one. Um, but the next game, which I think is going to be more of a shootout because it's less defensively. Yeah. Uh, Cincinnati at Kansas City Chiefs. Uh, Chiefs are plus. Really? 
Chiefs are it, it's weird. So Chiefs yeah. aren't the favorite right now, even though the matchup predictor is saying sixty-five percent. Yeah, the Chiefs win. The money's not going towards them. No, the money's it's not. actually going towards the Bengals, who are favored. Uh, money line's minus one twenty-five. Um, their spread is minus one point five. Um, that's interesting. I can kind of see it though. Yeah, if Mahomes was fully too. healthy, I think that would be a different story. I, I think this, I think this would be more skewed. But since everyone knows he has that high ankle sprain, people are very wary of how he's going to play. Exactly, but I mean, Mahomes has played through injury before, especially. Uh, I, I I was very concerned when he was playing too. I'm like, you are going to hurt yourself even more, my guy. Because like the, the the problem is too is like, Chad Henney was doing fine. Yeah, and like he, but I I I know him being a competitor, being an athlete. Yeah. Like, you, you don't want, want to stop. Yeah, you you you're like you're not taking me out. Yeah. I'm going back in to the. I'm going down like, swinging. You don't care about your body at that point. You're there for your team. You're yep. there to to get that win. You so. go until you die. Foreshadowing for UFC 283. <laughs> <laughs> that that'll be a, an interesting little little rebuttal. Um, mm-hmm. so I would actually have to probably say. I still have this. I don't know. I'm taking Joe, the Bengals. Yeah, Joe Burrow has not lost Mahomes three times. They have faced each other. I think uh, Burrow has the fire in him right now after everything going he's, on. He's like got, he's got he just ribs. wants to win. He, yeah, he is. He's gonna take a cigar, chomp on it, and fucking throw dimes and win. And I would have to. I would have to agree with you. I think I don't think that the streak ends now. I think no. that especially with Mahomes being hurt, streak ends I, in the Super Bowl. Well, he's not playing Mahomes in the Super Bowl, but uh, not what I meant. Yeah, um, I would say yeah. Bur- Burrow definitely brings his team to a win. I mm-hmm. think if Mahomes was healthier, this would definitely be a different discussion. But... I yeah, I agree. I think the injury, like I've said, just plays such a massive part. Overall, though, I think it's totally possible um, for Kansas City to win. I mean, Kelsey's a great player too. Oh god. Um, I'm not even like they have great offensive weapons. It's again, it's the fear of the injury, but. It's only the good news is it's only a high ankle sprain. It's not you know his legs broken. He tore anything that we know of. Yeah. Um. But he can. I know it's only a week, but during that time he can rest for the for what he can, heal up, cortisone shots probably, and he'll be up and running again. Um. I yeah. I I would agree with what, everything you pretty much said. Yep. Um. The over under is forty seven. I'd actually have to go under. I would take under. I would take under. Um, I want it more in the fact that I want this to be an. Off- I want to be wrong. Yeah. I want this to be an offensive bout. Then let me say it. It's going to be under. Now it's not. <laughs> there we go. Um, so we'll 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 have to see how that all pulls out. But yeah, so, I, think, I think Bengals end up winning. Um, now going on to uh, TD TD prop bets for this game. Ah uh, yes, yes yes. Um, there there is actually. Oh, they they do expect a lot of people to score because there's there's couple in the, in the uh, in the minuses. No, there's no one in the minuses, but ah. there's six below two hundred. That's huge. Um, the I six see. are Travis Kelsey at a hundred, yep. Jamar Chase at a hundred, Joe Mixon at a hundred, Jerry McKinnon at one fifty five, mm-hmm. Pacheco at one sixty, and Higgins at one ninety five. Kelsey to score two at plus seven hundred ain't bad though. I the only one I would I would go with there. Jamar Chase. That was my other one. That's that's my one. Um, normally, when I do TD prop bets, there's always three, mm-hmm. um, and then I, I kind of parlay them. Um, I would do definitely do Jamar Chase, but I wouldn't touch any of the other ones. The two people I would touch: Kadarius Tony at 285. This is based off DraftKings, and Hayden Hurst at 285. That's not a bad move. 
I think that Hayden Hurst scored last week. He did, he, yeah. He's been that sneaky sleeper for the Bengals, uh, getting the touchdowns. And Kadarius Tony, he's got talent, and they're they're starting to use him a lot more in the games. I think that those two are like the really good value, and will get definitely get you the touchdowns. So uh, again, Jamar Chase at a hundred, Kadarius Tony, and Hayden Hurst at two eighty five. Um, those would be my TD prop bets. Uh, now let's yeah. let's let's listen to what uh what Bill's got. Uh, hold that thought because I'm trying something dumb. Uh, okay, what was that? And Jamar Chase. Let's just see if this works. Eh, plus thirty five hundred if you want to take Travis and Jamar Chase for two touchdowns each. Oh, for two touchdowns. That's actually not a bad one either. Plus thirty five hundred. Travis Kelsey and Jamar Chase both have to score twice. Yeah. Five buck payout is one hundred and eighty dollars. That ain't bad. Well, Jamar Chase should have scored twice last week. He should have. And it, uh, I almost took the the plus two touchdowns from him. I'm happy I didn't. But yeah, they 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 brought it back on review, which I definitely think was wrong. I I, I yeah, I, I consider that a catch, but it is what it is. It is what it is. Uh, but I, I actually like those two. No, I would I, actually. I like I'll a put a dollar or two on that. I'll probably put two dollars. Nothing big. And also, Travis Kelsey. Scored two touchdowns last week as well. So yeah, you know what? Fuck, we'll do five. There you go. Five dollars, one hundred and eighty dollar payout. Travis Kelsey. You know what? I'll I'll switch my bets to that. I think if you want a sleeper bet, do either Tony or Hurst. But I, I like this. I like those those two touchdowns. The double up. Yeah, the double up. There we go. Yep. The, so think, once I again, far fetched enough. Where if it hits, it's going to be fun as as heck. But yeah. If, if it doesn't, like it's it's not a big deal. We knew it wasn't a hit. Relog again. So that's a one hundred and eighty dollar payout on $5 bet for, again, Travis Kelsey to score twice and Jamar Chase to score twice. It's a two-leg parlay. Now, with all that being said, and what I was excited, which I was saying, division round-wise, um, this will, right after the Cincinnati beat Buffalo, I was like, this would be a really cool thing. And what I think will actually happen is Joe Burr versus Jalen Hurts in the Super Bowl. Oh, yeah. I was going to ask you what your prediction was, and we uh, you were alluding to it right away. Mm-hmm. I think it's a Bengals-Eagles Super Bowl, and I think the Eagles take it. I think it's going to be also a very, very close game. They're going to be it's, at their peaks. Yeah. Uh, objectively, biasly, it, that, that's a, it's a coin flip. Yeah. No, I, 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 I don't know. I When it gets to that point, I don't know. I'm not prepared for that, actually. I'm not prepared for that either. Because so, I hate to say it, when it came to the 2017 Super Bowl at the time, I was excited as all hell to be in the Super Bowl. And win or lose, I was just happy we got that far. This time, I only know what it is to be a winner when it comes to Eagles (laughs) being in the Super Bowl. Think about it, though. We only have in our lifetime right now one Super Bowl win in our lifetime. Yeah. But we've had two. We have two. Yes. You're right. And I didn't, I don't remember that first loss. Oh, I remember it. I I was too young picking my nose, probably. It was brutal. This one is going to hit harder if we lose. And it's also going to make me hate the city of Cincinnati for no reason even more. I really like Joe Burr. If he kicks us out of the Super Bowl, I'm going to, I'm going to hate him. I'm I know. I hate him so much. And that's the thing, though. Then we have a new rival, rivalry. Can't say the word. And that's going to be Cincinnati. Because the next time they come back during this regular season next year, if they did win, yeah, people be throwing beer bottles. Yeah, because another thing about it, the Patriots cheated. Against yeah. us, and we got our revenge. Yes, we did. If if Joe Burr, who I definitely won't don't think cheats, no, beats us in the Super Bowl, it there would be so much revenge talk. We would want to get back at him. Mm-hmm. But I, 
that, that's a toss-up. But, I, yeah, I think it's going to be Joe Burr versus uh, him, Jalen Hurts, in the Super Bowl. And that'll be – I think that'll be a fantastic game. That, that, that'll that scare me a little bit. Um, yeah. So and, that, that, that kind of wraps it up for the NFL. Yeah. Um, and I guess Bill wants – Bill, I know you have a, a few UFC replays. Yeah, I'm going to show AJ some of the UFC replays. So I'm going to go through a few things that happened on UFC 283. Um, I'll go through the card and I'll show highlights as I can try to do as best mm-hmm. as I can because I didn't actually forget most of my technology today. Moving forward in the podcast, um, hopefully once once we get a little more traction, we'll start doing more um, with video. Yeah. Uh, you'll actually see our faces. Uh, yeah. Um, and then we can actually show some replays, too. Yeah, i got to be careful with the replays with uh, UFC. They're not that friendly about it. That is true. We um, have to be very careful with it. So, the big thing on the pr- early prelim. So, when it comes to main uh, big events at UFC, any numbered UFC event, there is pre- early prelims, prelims, and then the main event. Yeah. Um, early prelims are mostly those fighters that you really don't even remember. Or they're like up and coming slowly but surely. Sometimes if a card's super stacked, you'll actually have people on early prelims. Mm-hmm. But in this case, you have um, the one I want to talk about is Terrence McKinney and Ismail Bonfit. And this man, Ismail, oh my lord almighty god. Yeah. He did a flying knee to this poor man, Terrence, and just took him out. Um it was beautiful. Very painful, but beautiful. Um, I'm try- Knocks Ooh. out his uh, mouthpiece, too. Wait for it. We got the replay going, and yeah. And ding, he's Ooh. down. Down. He is out. Rio is losing their mind. And that is the best way to get in deeper into the UFC. That oh, yeah. highlight real KO will get him moving up more in his rankings. Knee. Yeah. Um, beyond that, uh, regarding the, uh, what's it called? Early prelims, not much else going on. There was a few other KOs, but that was the big one for Ismail to win. Good for him. Uh, the sad one I have to get through real fast. Gregory Rodriguez, a.k.a. RoboCop. Um yeah, that one was a very sad one because he was actually doing well in the fight. It wasn't perfect, but he, they were trading really well. Everything seemed like everything was going fine. And then... And everything looks like he's going fine. All is well. And then... Boop. Ooh! That RoboCop gets shut off. He hit the off button there. Yes, he did. So that was the, that was the first leg of my parlay. That was over right then and there. <laughs> Um, Shogun Rua, which was a, the main event of the prelim card, got knocked out by Ihor Patera. That was a shame because that was his retirement fight. It is what it is. Now we go into the main card. So I've always been a fan of this guy named Paul Craig. I showed him earlier in the last episode. Paul Craig actually submitting the, the Jamal Hill and then submitting Magomed Ankalaev, which is the number three. Uh, one of the top five ranked in the light heavyweight champion. Mm-hmm. He has wins off big name people. Yeah. And then he fights Johnny Walker. Let's see how that goes. They're striking going at each other. It's a little bit slow at the moment. Looking for their opening. Yep, basically. And then Johnny Walker gets a le- uh, goes for a leg, a body kick. Uh, Paul Craig. Oh, yep. Yeah. 
Yeah. Paul Craig. So basically what just happened was Johnny Walker goes for a body kick. Paul Craig, who is supposed to be the submission artist, grabs, uh, holds his leg as he gets caught. And instead of doing anything with it, Johnny Walker, with an incredible, incredible feet, by the way, starts striking from there while he's up on one leg and TKOs Paul Craig. So Paul Craig, my second leg, out. Um... I actually think at this point, Paul Craig definitely needs a downgrade in um, fighters. He may have to start. He may have to. He's probably going to be dropped into the top 10 of the light heavyweight division, probably number 12 or 13. He's probably going to now have to fight unranked people to defend his spot. He's on a two fight losing skid. Not looking good for Paul. He needs to really round out his game. He's too reliant on his jujitsu. And definitely needs to work on his wrestling because he had a single leg that he could work with, but he held it and then got smacked around. Uh, Johnny Walker props to him. That brings him up into the top 10. Um, I think, honestly, if he can keep it up, he can definitely crack the top five. But up there are a bunch of killers, so we'll see how it goes. Yeah. Um, the one fight I did gloss over, and I'm kind of sad that I did, but at the same time, I wasn't sure how it was going to be. Lauren Murphy versus Jessica Andre. Oh my God. That was, I can't show you the video, AJ, because it would probably violate every website. <laughs> it was just a bloody mass murder from Jessica. Je- Lauren Murphy was a punching bag for 15 minutes straight. Fantastic really? combos, a lot of striking. It was very high output from her. So props to her for winning. I have a rant to go on about that later because also one other fight sets this off too but very good props to jessica if you want to look up lauren's face after the fight it looks horrible <laughs> um i wish her a very speedy recovery though because that definitely had a hurt was uh, it similar to the one you showed me uh, last week yes oh wow um no not like that more okay. swelling a lot more swelling oh, okay um gilbert burns props to him i had neil magny as a chance to win um but gilbert burns literally walked up to him first round uh, 45 seconds in, spit his ass. Good for him. Not even mad. Um, or is it four? Sorry, four minutes and 15 seconds in. Proud for Gilbert. That was a big win for him. He's still a very tough fighter. Um, I hope that he fights Bilal Muhammad next, if that has to happen. If not, give him Colby Covington, because he's not fighting anyone any, anyone right now. Um, on to the co-main. Davidson Figueroa versus Brandon Moreno. Um, I was hyped up for this fight for years. I, as I've said in the last podcast, I've been watching them since Figgy one versus Moreno one. Um, I said that wrong, but Figgy versus Moreno one. And (laughs) yeah, thank you. And watching that first fight was uh, amazing. Watching Moreno take the belt in, uh, the second fight live was incredible. Being in the atmosphere was great. And the third fight, it was very disheartening watching him lose via decision. The fourth fight comes in. The series is 1-1-1. One, one, and one. Win, lose, one draw. So this one takes it all. It was kind of disappointing. So really? what happened was he, um, Brandon Moreno was doing very well. Um, was actually piecing up Figueroa, uh excellently. Striking was good. Using his takedowns. It wasn't as hectically like a super fight everyone them beating the crap out of each other it was smart fighting 
yeah. takedowns for control points, trying to go for submission attempts. Great striking still was uh, feathered in there. It wasn't all of it, but it was good. Yeah. The thing that happened at the end of the fourth round, Brandon Moreno throws basically like a very awkward over left hand, I believe it is. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe, it, yes, overhand left. And it hits Davis and Figueroa perfectly, though, in the eye. So perfectly, it makes it swell shut. It had it, unfortunately, for the fans, the fight had it be stopped via doctor because he could not see out of that eye whatsoever. Yeah. So for four rounds, we were getting a, a very good fight for it to just be cut right then and there. Yeah. But as a Moreno fan, I am glad that he won. He is now the champion um, at this time. Mexico had their first champ once with him, and now he's continuing to reign. Very glad. He should be fighting to rank two eventually, but that's down the line, and once we have more details. Um, last fight was a, a light heavyweight um, champion fight. Jamal Hill versus Glover Teixeira. That was incredible. Um, it was five rounds of Jamal Hill showing the world he is champ. And I'm not um, dissing Glover Teixeira whatsoever. It was a very good fight. Yeah. Jamal Hill just wanted to prove, though, that he had more in him. He wanted to show that he was the champ. He had excellent striking. He had fan-fucking-tastic takedown defense. Because when he was, everyone was worried, even me, that if he gets to the ground, Glover's going to submit him. He blocked, he stopped a lot of the takedowns during that. There was a few that happened, but he took his time, got up, was never in real danger of any submissions. Um, Glover definitely took a lot of extra damage that he shouldn't have. At one point, Jamal Hill, I think, hit him with two head kicks in a row, and he was quite literally wobbling. You can feel the CTE oozing off him. It was not pretty. He was bloody, he was battered, he was bruised. His coach should have stopped it in the fourth round. And this is where my rant goes real quick. And I think this goes for any type of fighter from boxing, uh, mixed martial arts, kickboxing, Muay Thai, that has to be more implemented. It's more common in boxing. Because both Lauren Murphy and Glover Teixeira got rocked over this weekend. I would rather see them, you know, fight another day than, you know, get severely injured for 15 minutes. Yeah. And for Lauren Murphy's case, during the ringside, during the third round, like in between second and third round, they were trying to cheer her on saying she has to get a knockout instead of going, you know what, maybe she took too much damage. Yeah. Maybe she should pull out. The coach on... Glover's side, I don't know if it was the coach or somebody in the corner was talking about stopping it, but I think Glover, with his uh, own pride, wanting to go out on his shield, kept going, which I get because you're in the moment, the adrenaline's kicking, all of that, but at the same time, if you're a coach and you know your fighter is not looking good, I would be, I personally would be the first one to throw in the towel, and I know that's a lot, that's very controversial. Because, you know, you, people want to go out on their shield. They want to go out swinging. I get it. But at the same time, you live the fight another day. I, I, it's not worth your health now if you know you're going to, especially going to be fighting later. 
Yeah, I'd rather you hate me than you be dead. Exactly. Um, um and plus it builds up too. Like fifteen minutes of fucking getting kicked in the face, uh, punched, kneed in the gut. You're gonna be peeing blood. It's rough. Yeah. And I know it's not. Again, it's controversial, but at the same time, you got to do what you got to do for your health. And hopefully, your coach will also do the right thing. Now, speaking of which, Glover Teixeira actually did retire on that fight too. Um, and it was a shame. Glover Teixeira had a hell of a career. Did become lightweight heavyweight champ. Um, sorry, light heavyweight champ uh, at 42. And God bless him. I honestly think Glover is was a icon for the sport. Yeah. I have no ill will against him whatsoever. Um, even with the rant before, it's again, it was just about his health. But I wish him the best. I think he's going to now focus on coaching the middleweight champion, Alex Pereira, the rest of this time. Okay. Eventually, I think what they want to do is move him up to light heavyweight. And honestly, for a UFC perspective, if they want to make some money off it that way, have Alex eventually move up to light heavyweight while Jamal Hill is still champ. So then you can have the whole uh, plan of the uh, protege avenging the master. Ooh, and cool. honestly, I think that would be a good fight. Um, I think Alex is a fantastic striker. He's a fantastic kickboxer. I think it would go very well. Um, but right now, though, the light heavyweight top five is so stacked. We're not ready for that yet. You're still waiting for Jerry Prohaska to come back. He's injured still, but he's on his way to uh, get back up. And them two fighting would be a true banger. Jerry versus Jamal Hill. I don't know if Jamal will wait for it, if he'll fight anyone else in the meantime. Yeah. But we'll see. Either way, congrats to Jamal Hill. He quite literally broke down during the, like when he realized it was over and he won. Dude, straight out of... um. Dude, straight out of the U.S., I think it's Chicago or Michigan. I can't remember which one. I don't have it in front of me at this moment. People were doubting him the entire time from beginning to end. And even I, like, when I saw him, I saw him get his arm ripped off by Paul Craig. And I wasn't sure how he would come back from it. He yeah. fought Jimmy Crute, knocked his ass out. He fought Johnny Walker, who was also on the card, knocked his ass out. And then he got the chance um, to do this opportunity, which was a once-in-a-lifetime chance because, you know, again, as I said last week, it's a weird circumstance how he got there because the uh, previous fight was a draw. And he took it, and he got the fucking belt. So props to Jamal Hill. Very happy for you, man. Keep it going. Yeah, and I, uh, I think that's a good recap of the weekend. There's a few things that... Um, I wanted to touch on one one news that actually broke relatively recently. Um, Scott Rowland has been elected into the Hall of Fame. Did he really? Yeah, he was the um, he was the only one of the twenty seven players listed on the uh, twenty twenty three Hall of Fame ballot. Yeah, that cleared the seventy five percent threshold. Um, so if just a, I'm pretty sure that kind of explained it a little bit. But for Hall of Fame. You need to get over 75% of um, the votes to be elected into the Hall of Fame. If you don't, um, then you got to hope till next year, and you'll have a few more few chances after that. I gotcha. Because there's a huge controversy with Barry Bonds. Yeah. All that. Um, but Scott Rowland got 76.3% of the ballots, um, so he was able to yeah, he was able to do it. Um, and big, I'm very happy. He was one of the 
growing up, he was one of the players um, that I kind of loved watching, especially him as a third baseman. Uh, he played for the Phillies. Um, most people remember him on the Cardinals. He he was a, he was a stud player, and I'm yeah. happy. I'm happy that he's now. Um, I'm glad that you mentioned that too, because I actually have another person going into the Hall of Fame for UFC. Okay. Jose Aldo. Jose Aldo. Uh, what's it called? Was the uh, longest reigning featherweight champ in UFC history. Uh, won 18 fights in a row from 2006 to 2014, um, and held the defense on the featherweight title for seven times in a row. Um, he did, uh, but otherwise, though, he's still one of the greatest featherweights of all time. He did, uh, he did go for bantamweight for a while too, and he even at his older age too, he's like 36, 37, still killing it. Yeah. Um, but I think the last fight he was just over it. But props to him. And then lastly, um, if this one's a little more interesting, I'm actually could be real. I'm actually interested in this, and I don't know how really like in detail because nothing has happened besides the signing. Jake Paul has signed with the Professional Fighters League (PFL). Um, that's mixed martial arts too. That's not boxing. So we don't know what's really happening with that yet. Who he's gonna fight? how he's going to fight either because there's been rumors from Jake Paul himself trying to call out another older fighter named Nate Diaz mm -hmm. who famously submitted Conor McGregor, um, one of the greatest um, lightweights in the world, and is trying to have him do like a weird multi-deal fight where he does one in boxing and then one in mixed martial arts. I don't know if Nate's going to take it or not, but I mean, it's a money fight. Yeah, We'll see how this goes with the PFL and what they're going to do with Jake Paul. I'm going to say this. I don't know how it's going to go with Jake, but it seems like he's taking it seriously for the most part when it comes to boxing. Some of it, though, is a little fishy. I don't know. I mean, beating up Ben Askren, the, you know, the wrestler in the UFC, not the striker. All right, that's nothing. Knocking out Tyrone Woodley when he was, you know, very gun shy at doing anything. Same thing. Beating up Anderson and Silva via knockout, that one actually got me very uh, noticing of it. I wasn't I mean, sure how real that was, but we'll see. Yeah, that that's where the, the conversation starts. Mm -hmm. Is that a lot, a lot of not a lot, but a few of the things he does is like you don't really know how real that is. Yeah, and even with uh, Silva, time gets everybody. So yeah. he definitely is not the same player. No, not at all. But Silva, I think, is still going to enjoy boxing because he's still loving his career. But either way, props to Jake Paul. Hope for the best for him in M MMA. Hopefully he doesn't get, you know, armbarred or anything like that because I don't know how his ground game is going to be. Mm -hmm. But we'll see. Have uh, him fight Shane Burgos. That's what I want. That would be fun. PFL, Shane Burgos versus Jake Paul. Let it happen. You know it will be a banger. <laughs> um, we're getting close to time, but there's a few more things I wanted to hit, just things going around the league. Um, in the MLB, we have uh, Mike Clevenger. Uh, he's a White Sox pitcher. He is under investigation for allegedly violating MLB domestic violence policy, Ooh. which is not good. And well, it, it I, I don't I, it annoys me, it's especially like yeah. it's just you know be a decent person. Don't you know domestic violence is like yeah, I, I know what you're trying to say. Yeah, I don't really want to get into it necessarily but not the podcast it, for it but i understand exactly um but but that that's kind of what's happening uh in the mlb good for scott Rowland, mike Clevenger, get out um moving on real quick 
to the NHL. The Boston Bruins are actually on um, a pretty good year, like kind of are like record breaking year for them. Oh, good for them. Um, so they have thirty seven wins. Hey, they're forty six games good for Boston, and the Bruins are on pace to to win sixty six. Um, their current record for most wins in a season is sixty two, and that was uh, like in the NHL, and that was set in nineteen ninety five. Um, by the Detroit Red Wings, who finished 6-2-13-7. And, and uh, Tampa Bay tied them 2018-19 at 6-2 as well. So they're on pace for, for, for beating that record, which is really cool. Um, another thing is right now they have 78 points, and they're on pace for 139, and that would absolutely massacre the uh, the one held right now. Mm-hmm. Um, so it, it's really cool to see. Um, yeah. The Bruins are all they've all I feel like they've always been like competitive no matter what yeah. and seeing them kind of flourish like this. Good for them. It's pretty cool. I mean, I've given up on the Flyers this year, sorry guys, <laughs> but Yeah, same same. Absolutely. Um and lastly kind of just wanted to talk real quick about some QBs that are up in the air right now. Oh yeah. Uh let I know we we, we talked about it a little, little last week, Brady, so I won't really yeah. touch on that because I think we both agree the Oakland. Or yeah. Um Lamar Jackson. That's a good point. I didn't even think about Lamar. I know he's not doing so hot with the uh, with the coaching staff there though in Baltimore, right? Uh, I don't think it's the coaching staff. I think it's the execs. Oh, the execs. I'm yeah. sorry. Okay. So they traded away their boy, um, Hollywood Brown, mm. uh, Marquise Brown, and he wasn't really a big fan of that. And they consistently fail to get a long term deal. I realistically think he stays a Raven. Um, I know some people are saying, "Hey, yeah. Detroit, go get him." Um, there's a few other places. Realistic, I don't see this happening. But if if he doesn't necessarily get something, maybe the Texans. Mm, that would be a good one. They that have, can really change around their. Uh, they have a stud running luck. back. Yeah, they have the first overall pick that they could use on either an O line or a wide receiver that they desperately need. Yeah, no, that's a good move. Um, there's a lot of things that the Texans necessarily really need to get to get fixed, but it's it's not that crazy to think considering the Jags literally went from last place team to going all the way to the divisional round. So yeah. sometimes all it takes is a QB. Um, I think they need one. And lastly, Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers. Mm. Where do you think he goes? How old are Rodgers again? How old? Yeah. I don't know. He's, he's old. He's he, old. He's in his late 30s. I don't know if anyone wants to pick him up. Aaron Rodgers is 39. I really don't think anyone will want to pick him up. This I, may be it. I don't think so. I think if anything, he may get like a one-year contract somewhere, but yeah, I think he gets a one-two-year contract. Um, I just don't see I, it I, keeping I, up. I think it's time in, in the pack. I, I know the Packers. Um, there's been rumors that they want to keep him around, um, and he's open to reworking a deal. But we'll, we'll see. see. I don't know that age. I think it's time for a new quarterback, Greenback. Yep, but that's all we got for you. Again, my name's AJ. Yeah. I'm Bill. And uh, you're listening to AMB Sports Media, the podcast. So thanks for listening this week. Make sure to tune in next week. And if this is one last thing I wanted to bring up too, um, if you have any comments, questions, and anything along the line you want to send us to ask on the air while we're doing this, please reach out to billandajmedia at gmail.com. Uh, yep. M- make sure you reach out to that. Don't think too hard on why it's uh, be first when it's AMB Media. Because I made it. <laughs> um, but also, too, 
Uh, if you ever, we're, we're very active on Twitter. Yep. Our, our handle is at AB Sports Media. So please reach out, comment, follow. Mm-hmm. Um, we'd love to talk sports and sports gambling with all of you. So, absolutely. Um, Tell us your bad bets. We'd love to hear them too. Oh, absolutely. But again, I'm AJ and that's Bill. And thank you for uh, listening to AB Sports Media. Thank Podcast. you. Have a good night.